to our lovely fintech listeners. Thank you for joining us today. Um, welcome to your favourite fintech podcast. We will be talking to Method, co-founder and CEO of SimplePin. We will be talking about the importance of customer experience and security in the fintech industry. We hope you enjoy this. Hello, Method. Thank you for joining us today. It is a pleasure to have you on the fintech podcast. Uh, let's get straight into the conversation and have you introduce yourself for our listeners, particularly with your experience as a leader um, in the industry and how this has influenced your approach of working in the financial services sector. Well, my name is Mato Topolnik. Um, I'm the CEO and founder of SimplePin, but I also have uh, multiple other endeavors. I'm over 20 years in this, uh, oh, well, in the e-commerce payments industry, which makes me kind of a dinosaur. <laughs> I started in, in uh, 1998 in Germany. And actually at that time, you know, it's like the only mass billing solution for uh, the internet was actually phone billing. So believe it or not, you know, it's like uh, you had to dial in. There was called the dialers. You know, it's like you called yeah. in into uh, <laughs> maybe you know them. So it's like, yeah, which you know, they had a really bad side to it. Uh, but um, you know, it's like it was a product that you know, it's like you called into a, a premium number, and it will you know, and will be charged for for uh, the time you will actually logged in. And the reason for that, you know, it's like this was such a popular product is because. In Germany at that time, only 14% of the population had a credit card. So you didn't have other means of doing it. Even though Germany still now, you know, it's like doesn't have a lot of credit cards, more obviously much more than 14%, but 100% has about, you know, so 100, almost 100% has debit cards. So it's like you needed always a different thing. And then after, after having this stint in the telecommunication world, I actually uh, worked for a very large uh, um, a European payment solution provider. And after a stint of two years there, I, I, I decided, you know, like what I can do for them, I can do for myself. And it's kind of, you know, it's like where it started, you know, it's like the world of payments. And then, you know, it's like we've always been Northern American driven, to be honest, even, in, in, even with the organization in US. I was like in, in Europe. Um, mm -hmm. And um, about 12 years ago, I moved to uh, Canada. And so it was like I was starting, you know, it was like uh, my Northern American uh, endeavor. And uh, since then, you know, it's like we are targeting the Northern American market, but uh, with SimplePin, it's our new product. Um, it's a product that specifically uh, targets the Northern American uh, insurance market. And um, why I'm telling the whole story about, you know, it's like uh, Europe and the US, there's significant difference between these two markets from the structures, from the rails they're using, from regulatory sites, from uh, compliance sites. And that's kind of, you know, it's like where we fit really well in because that's kind of our stronghold and we are really good at that. And that's what we also kind of exploited, I would say is, is a bad word, but it's like, you know, we used the knowledge that we have and the, the opportunities, it's a better word than exploited, but you know, it's like we, we saw the opportunities to actually drive business because we had really, really particular knowledge uh, of that. So to have that knowledge method and use it to expand and develop your awareness of working in this field, it sounds like you've had a really interesting journey. Um, you know, um, as we know, digital change drives every industry. How have you seen technology, particularly with regards to insurance and B2B? Um, and what have you, you know, seen as the core trends behind that evolution? Well, um, I think... The main drivers obviously is like um, is that the expectation of a consumer today is different than what the, cons the customer experience is that it's been delivered in general like uh, in many traditional industries. The funny thing is you know like or the interesting thing about that is that many traditional industries 
and, and not only COVID, you know, which in mm. the end uh, kind of uh, put really the pressure on, but many traditional industries were kind of pushed into this electronic sales, electronic payments. So suddenly, you know, it's like traditional industries were kind of forced to go, you know, it's like digital. And it started, you know, it's like to be an amalgamation. And that's something, you know, it's like they're, I would not say afraid, but, you know, it's like they're very hesitant. It's very challenging, you know, it's like to think and, uh, and to change the ways you're doing. It's, it's, it's very much like the difference between, you know, it's like building a house from scratch or renovating a home and renovating a home while you're still living in it. And it's super easy, you know, it's like to, to go, you know, it's like clean slate and you build, you know, it's like everything you bring yourself, you know, it's like a team that, that are really good and, and building something new. But when you have an organization that, you know, it's like grow 20, 30, 40 years and you have like legacy stuff there. And that's kind of, you know, it's like what a, a renovation of existing home is when you're still living in it. It brings different challenges. And then, you know, it's like that I think, you know, it's like is the biggest challenge of the industries is where to start. What is the most effective uh, functionality that you have to digitalize at the first place? What are the next steps? And obviously, you know, it's like you have like the full attack, you know, it's like of uh, uh, digitalization ideas, you know, it's like from changing everything from scratch and whatnot. But, you know, it's like when we talk about changing things um, from scratch, it's, you know, it's really difficult. You see, you know, it's like transformation of banks and transformation of in <laughs> the insurance industry is the same yeah. as the bank. It's really, really, really slow. And it's our approach. And this is where we, we go through. I think the customer experience is the single most important thing for any business. If you control your customer experience, everything else can be done in time, can be adjusted. But as long as the customer feels, you know, it's like it's, 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 it's easy, it's simple, and it's actually, you know, it's like it's relevant to them. And to now it's like, and more than ever, I think, is convenience beats everything. And any company that is successful at the moment is exactly with this mantra. It's like convenience beats everything. Put a consumer, the consumer journey first, and then everything else will come. And that's kind of, you know, it's like where you see uh, in the insurance industry, like lemonade is a very, uh, a very interesting uh, factor. If nobody knows, you know, like, oh, if people don't know, it's a really uh, a successful startup uh, or a startup or company that went actually public um, in, in the U.S., delivering a digital experience when you're shopping in, uh, uh, for insurance. But funny-wise, behind it is Lloyd's. So Lloyd's is the reinsurer, which is, trust me, it's, it's like still very, very old school how they do business. So the, the delivery of the product, which I mean is consumer-centric and it's done well, it's kind of the driver of all the digital uh, changes. And, and, and when, when people talk about this disruption, that's kind of the main driver there. And I would suggest any company thinking of what's going to be the next step in digitalization, think of your customer first, because that's the single source of income that you have. And that is kind of, you know, it's like what people are expecting. And, and look, you know, it's like uh, it, during COVID-19, I haven't been not once in six months in a supermarket. Wow. So we, we switched everything to a mobile phone. I order whatever I need, you know, it's like there. And as long as it's convenient, it works. If it, if it suddenly becomes clunky, you drop off. And then, you know, it's like new measures and there's new values that come, you know, it's like to traditional industries where you will start, you know, it's like measuring your success and conversion rate, lifetime value, acquisition cost. And that's total e-com e language. And that will be in the end, you know, it's like also what, what, what makes the product and, and what in the end should be for every company that considers digital transformation your number one uh, starting point.
Mm, absolutely. That's a great point, Method, actually. Um, you've mentioned about the importance of convenience for the customer experience. Um, you know, in the situations we find ourselves in over the last few months, whether that's personally or from a business point of view, we are finding ourselves forced into those situations. You know, this time I'm obviously referring to COVID. You do indirectly find yourself picking things that are more convenient for you. It seems that digital payments have been around for a while. Obviously, we're aware of this. Um, so what was your inspiration and motivation for Simple Pin? Um, what, what sets it apart? As we talked before, you know, it's like uh, um, about simple and complex. So I think, you know, it's like payments been around. Everybody is taking payments. So to make something simple and, and easy, you know, it's like an easy to use. And what people think, you know, it's like it's so easy, it's so intuitive. It's immensely complex. While, you know, it's like making something that's very complex is really easy because, you know, it's like you just load one onto another and, and it doesn't work, you know, it's like it doesn't communicate with each other. And that is exactly the status quo of, I would say, you know, it's like payments in many traditional industries. It's like they just load it, you know, it's like they think it's good enough to have a customer experience like a hosted pay payment page. I'm just going to make a very simple, uh, uh, a very simple um, explanation of that. Most of the people say, you know, it's like, hey, I'm going to do digital payments. Fantastic. I want to do credit cards. Um, I want to accept, you know, it's like bank payments, uh, whatever. So uh, I'm talking about Northern America. So it's like, I'm gonna, gonna, gonna be specific on it. So the existing, and that's kind of, you know, it's like what, what, what sets us apart. The existing, you know, it's like uh, um, operators just say, okay, we'll have a hosted payment page. You know, it's like your name is on there. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's like your customer will get a link. And then you, when you click on a link, you come to this hosted payment page. So guess what on this hosted payment page? You have to fill in, you know, it's like your name, your address, the amount, the, the policy number, um, mm. just to identify you. And then, you know, it's like, and then you start, you know, it's like typing in, you know, it's like a credit card information or, or, or banking information, or you have to send a check. Like that's kind mm. of, you know, like that's the status quo. These systems behind it, you know, it's like are, are for um, the operator by itself, you know, it's like, you know, they have different systems, they have to check for the, for the bank, they have to check, you know, it's like for the merchant income provider, or it's like, you know, the acquirer and whatnot. All this information that you would have to fill in or refill in, you know, it's like, it's already present because they send you an invoice already in the first place. So what we do is, you know, it's like we remove all the friction. The only thing what you do is, is, you know, it's like, we know that you're, you know, it's like, uh, uh, that you are who you are, the address, we know the amount, we know everything. The only thing what you do is, you know, it's like connect, um, uh, your means of payments, if it's credit card, debit card, Apple Pay, um, if it is, uh, you know, it's like we built a, a really cool feature, which is very similar to Venmo, which you connect straight to your bank account. Uh, in Europe, it's, it's very similar to support or to ideal. So it's like you connect to your bank account, you select the bank account that you want to pay with, you know already how much your money you have, click on, the, uh, uh, click on, 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 on send, and the funds are sent. Everything in, you know, it's like, and that is the custom experience. So even, you know, it's like when you get an invoice later on, it's just one click, everything very much like you experience it at Amazon right now. On the other side, you know, it's like, and that's what a lot of people forget is the backend side. So what it created, you know, it's like, is this kind of mix match, uh, mix, uh, mix match of uh, multiple separate payment options, which you in the end, you know, have to then reconcile and ma often manually reconcile again. And that is kind of, you know, a big driver for a lot of organizations to say, okay, you know what? Yeah, we do digital payments or electronic payments 
um, per yeah. se, but this is not digital payments. You know, it's like digital means, you know, it's like it's completely seamless um, on the front and on the back, uh, back end. And that is kind of what we did is we merged this with their existing legacy tech so that in the end, that makes the user experience, but also in the end, the organizational experience and the friction within the organization kind of completely go away. And that is what we, where we set our, ourselves apart. And I'm just going to tell you, it's like Uber, you know, it's like a taxi before. Yeah. They had, they had the means of payments. You know, it's like you could pay with a credit card. And mm -hmm. it's like, and, and, and in the end, you know, and you can pay with cash. But, you know, it's like right now, you know, it's like the user experience of, of Uber is, you know, it's like you have a cab, you step into it, you go out. It's completely seamless for you as a user. But the system behind this is so immensely complex because they do, you know, it's like the, the, they do the payouts. They, you know, it's like, first of all, they take the money from you. Then, you know, it's like they reconcile it. They send the money, you know, it's like to the, to the drivers. It's like a really, really complex thing for a very simple thing on the front. And that's kind of, you know, it's like what we're embracing and we're embracing specifically um, for the insurance industry because, you know, it's like um, there is a lot of friction there and we see a lot of opportunities there. So when you explain the simplicity, um, some might experience as the customer, you know, of course, it's seamless, like the example you've just given about Uber, um, but this can be mentioned to any company that provides a similar service. I suppose for a consumer, the service is that effective that they are only seeing a small percentage, you know, maybe five, 10 percent of how much work is going into it. It's a typical iceberg, you know, it's like scenario where, you know, it's like you just show, you know, it's like the tip of the iceberg and then the, 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 the massive complexity happens below that. And I think, uh, as I mentioned before, you know, it's like simplicity is key, but convenience is everything. And when you, when you, when you start, you know, it's like explaining this mechanics um, of e-commerce, that it's inevitable that it will actually also transfer into the traditional world, you will see, you know, it's like, this is what you have to address first. You have to make it simple. You have to make it easy. You have to make it seamless. And as an example, I'm just going to say, it's like, so um, if you see conversion rates in the in internet and, you know, it's like the lead, you know, it's like the leader of that is kind of Amazon, Amazon prime as a club, mm. I would say, I'll call it as a club has a conversion rate of 74%. While, you know, it's like Amazon without, you know, it's like being, um, uh, uh, being, you know, it's like in prime has 13%. The average has 3.32%. So, you know, that once, you know, it's like you figure out your custom experience, this is when, you know, it's like, and, and, and the simplicity and the delivery, this is where you are able to gain traction. And this is where you set yourself apart from anybody else. When you look at Simple Pin, and it's like, and look in, in, in our description of what we do, it will exactly match the description of any other company that is actually working in our field. They will talk about the same. But when you look effectively how, this, how the systems work and what our philosophies are in that, they are completely different because what we do is you know, it's like we know uh, uh, we know all these these technologies you know it's like since 20 years we've been there we've done that we supported them we we developed them with the different companies and that's what we put into um, into simple pin and bring it you know it's like to the insurance industry and that's what we're going to try to do is like that's why we see you know it's like a lot of big operators and a lot of big banks and a lot of big uh, investors believe in that that's why you know it's like they invest so much money into uh, lemonade 
and, and, and other operators in that. And I think, you know, it's like what we believe uh, is that once we bring these kind of features um, to existing incumbents, I think that they're able, you know, it's like to increase um, their customer satisfaction, retention, and make sure that the market share stays or even grow. And I think this will be, you know, it's like the more or less, you know, it's like the de- divisive or the, the, the differentiator in that industry as well. Method, is there anything specific to the financial services sector itself in terms of how an organization should function to perform at its best? So I think in nowadays, you know, it's like one of the, the main factors, what a lot of, uh, uh, what a lot of companies um, are challenged with is, is compliance. It's, it's like, it's compliance, the regulatory environment, everything about that. And, you know, it's like, just to gain the knowledge of that, you know, it's like, it will actually make it completely restrictive to build something like that yourself. And why would you? Really, I mean, I really mean it. It's like, why would you? There's no, there's no reason why you would do that. And it's like, with a simple API, you can gain, you know, it's like access to technologies that have been built by the masters of that technology and that industries because they want to help you. It's like, it's not, it's not something, yes, you know, it's like everybody will tell you, oh, we can build something, but the reality, you don't have to. There are so many good startups, so many smart people out there. They are able to uh, provide you exactly with what you, uh, what an organization needs. I think, you know, it's like you start with that, what has fastest impact onto your business and to your customers. I think this is what, what I would suggest. And then, you know, it's like you can build on top of it. That is kind of the basis of everything. And then you can build up on top of it. When you start, you know, it's like pointing out pieces in your organization, which is like, it has the most, uh, it's, it's at the moment, you know, it's like uh, the most expensive or the most painful, but it's kind of within the process, not the, the beginning or the end, you start to do, you know, it's like digital, analog, analog, digital, and that kind of doesn't work. So you better, you know, it's like focus on things, you know, it's like that your customer sees and that interacts with your customer fix that first and then you know it's like fix whatever you know it's like and build on top of that optimizing whatever goes on in your organization but you know it's like one thing people should not you know underestimate their organizations they've been pretty good you know it's like they survived for 400 years especially Mm -hmm. in insurance you know it's like they have been challenged you know it's like and in the end they are really really good in what they're what they're doing which means you know it's like accessing risk and, uh, and I think, you know, it's like the, the only thing what they need to really up to is the customer experience. I think, you know, it's like that's the first, that's, that would be my suggestion uh, to, to put the emphasis on that. And I, I would suggest any other industry um, that wants to do digital changes um, and uh, is to put the emphasis on the customer. That is a drive purely for customer experience. And think about Stripe, the single large, largest customer and the one that makes actually Stripe really big was uh, Shopify. So it's like a couple of years ago, you know, it was like uh, I, I raced in, uh, in, in Porsche Cup uh, in Canada for the Grand Prix of Canada. And I met Toby mm-hmm. Lupke, uh, CEO of, uh, of uh, Shopify. And he said, as our single, single big mistake that we didn't build a payment company. You know, it's like with our thing. So yeah. it was, you know, it's like, and, and, and then together, you know, it's like, look what they created. It's fantastic. I mean, like, um, don't, don't get me wrong, but it's like, it's the epinome of what we, what we speech and, and what we, pr- as like, you know, it's like, and what we are constantly trying, you know, it's like to preach is the customer experience. It doesn't matter in which point, if you don't understand your customer, if you know, or it's like, if you know how to, who is your real customer, how you can speak to them, 
how we can make their life easier, how we can onboard them without any, 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 any big uh, friction points, that makes you successful. And you know, it's like, and once you onboard a customer, you know, it's like, you can still do your, your diligence and you still do, you know, it's like your, your gathering of information, but the flow makes it, um, that sets them apart. And that's, that is, I think a vital point, you know, it's like of the success. One of my final questions that I wanted to ask you um, for the podcast today is, why is it that customer experience comes before digital transformation or really that it's within the center of digital transformation? What, what do you think? I think that any company, um, uh, any company, you know, is like uh, need to look, you know, it's like into digital transformation. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that the customer experience is the center of digital transformation. And yet, you know, it's like people don't mind, you know, how the end product was actually, you know, produced. You know, it's like as long as, you know, it's like they, they you know, it's like they're able to get it in a, in a, in a very easy and in a smart fashion. It really doesn't matter if there's, you know, it's like, and I'm sorry, you know, it's like, if it's, it's a little bit against the grain, you know, it's like, um, but what I want to say is, you know, it's like, it's better start to walk than to start, try to run. And that shies away so many companies because, you know, it's like, you have once, you know, it's like you have a market pressure, you know, it's like, uh, you need to create ROI, you know, it's like return of investment immediately, you know, it's like, um, so, uh, and you have thousands of suggestions, you know, it's like you go, go in a cloud, you have to do a different core system, you have to do this, and you have to do that. And in the end, you know, it's like, everybody says, what is the thing? Where should I start? And there's not a lot of guidance for it because, you know, it's like, who, and usually it's, you know, who's, who, who shouts the loudest, who has the most money in the media, you know, it's like, that's kind of where they start, you know, it's like going after. And I think, you know, it's like, uh, for, for what I, I talk about, you know, it's like in the insurance industry, I think the first and last mile, meaning, you know, it's like people are interested, you know, it's like to buy insurance, the easiest, the cheapest as possible for the need that they have. And then, you know, it's like when something goes wrong, they want to get the money as fast as possible. That's kind of it. That's kind of the deal. And they don't know, you know, it's like, and they don't know, you know, it's like, and they don't, and honestly, it's they don't care how the underwriting process, how painful, how expensive, how the assessments are made insurance, you know, it's like, it's extremely complex. It's like, I mean, anything that you see around is kind of insured and they have the smartest people, the smartest data, you know, it's like to be able to assess how much risk there is. It's, it's amazing. This industry is really, it is amazing. And it's uh, to try to change that core thing. You can, you know, it's like thinking you can do it with a AI and, and yes, I'm pretty sure, you know, it's like there's a lot of uh, uh, information and, and a lot of uh, optimization we've done. But that's not the first thing you're going to do because, you know, it's like if you still need to pick up the phone in order to be able, you know, it's like to get an insurance. And it's like and it's a true story. Largest insuring in, in the United States and State Farm and it's like at least in you know, it's like PNC business. I wanted a car insurance. I go online, try to say, OK, it's State Farm. So get the quote from State Farm. And what they say is, you know, it's, it's kind of a quote, but you have to call your local agent. The worst thing in user experience is like, you know, it's like you have to move from your, from your desktop or from your laptop or from your, uh, from a mobile phone and then to call someone who's calling people nowadays. So it's like, you have to call someone and you have to explain the whole story again. You know, it's like, yes, they have a quote, a see of it, but then, you know, it's like everything starts to do. That's not a user experience of 2020. We can do much better. That's what I'm going to say. Start there before you try to start, you know, it's like fixing what you're really good at already. And yes, there's a tremendous amount of opportunities also to 
to change the organization, to change the friction within, you know, like quoting all their document movements and, and, and so on. Yes, there is. But we are in 2020 and the user experience is not there yet. So it's like somebody will figure it out. And there are a lot of people that are figuring out right now. They see the opportunities. A lot of people are betting on it. So it is, I think, you know, it's like the number one thing. It really is like a waiting game at the moment. I suppose we can dream about what it's going to be like in the next month or even into the new year with digital payments, customer experience and security. But it seems to be a constant thought that if you don't implement certain targets to improve and develop innovation in a fintech company and try and achieve those goals, then the successful domino effect of a company where you see strategies put in place and companies meeting their targets isn't going to necessarily happen. Absolutely. And what you're saying also is like, you know, um, especially with this, you know, it's like with the uncertainty and we'll, we'll, let's, you know, it's like we are talking openly, you know, it's like there is a, there is a financial or, or economical uncertainty. So when you have extremely rigid things, meaning, you know, it's like when you have extremely rigid uh, systems, it's going to be super hard to adjust, you know, it's like to the needs of a customer. Let's say, you know, it's like your customer can't pay everything at once. So it's like, you know, okay, you know, it's like you, if you're able to offer him a factoring uh, or it's like three payments, so it's like you can split it in three payments with just one click. Yes, it will help your customer. These are things we build in. Existing systems, they are so rigid, they can't do it. It, it will take them forever to adjust. So that's why, you know, it's like companies are like ours, you know, it's like we thought of that. You know, it's like we bring that information, we bring this, this flexibility right into these organizations without them actually, you know, it's like changing everything. We do the adjustment to their systems. That's why we function extremely well with existing legacy systems. We thought of it, we have specialists that done this for 20 years. You know, it's like, I, I don't like to talk about disruption. I talk about enhancement and this is kind of, you know, an improving existing systems because I don't believe, you know, it's like of tearing down everything and then building it up will happen within a short period of time. You know, it's like the requirements are there, but, you know, focus on that, what can be really done. That is kind of, you know, it's like what we are offering. And I think, you know, it's like, and, we, and with that, you will stay relevant indefinitely because it gives you the time to actually really, you know, it's like change the systems in the back because the pressure comes always from the consumer. And then you can still optimize your systems behind it. And that's kind of, you know, it's like the way we think, you know, it's like it's much more integrated and we understand the customer very, very, very much and their, and their pain points. And we understand the consumer. And I think, you know, it's like we are kind of, you know, it's like the, the binding point between them. Mm. So, Method, we are coming towards the end of the FinTech podcast um, for this week. Is there anything else that you'd like to say to our listeners um, that you feel like we've not covered already? What I would say is, it's don't be shy. I think, you know, it's like, if, if you're too afraid, you know, it's like to make decisions, you know, it's like, it's either you make the market or the market makes you. And I think um, there are so many talented people in the FinTech and in the InsurTech industry, um, which deserve um, much more attention. I think, you know, it's like, it's, it's not only the, the big ones, you know, it's like that, that uh, uh, you know, it's like, obviously they get a lot of attention, but they are not the ones that have the best solutions. I think also people should, and this is, this is what, what is my personal opinion, people should really um, focus on, on specific industries, on specific pain points, 
become, you know, it's like really, really good at that because in general, in fintech, we, we are kind of in a spiral of that because everything is about money. It's about, you know, it's like cost is lower, cost is lower, cost is lower. And, you know, that always plays, you know, like in, in, in the hands of, of the large organizations. But these large organizations are not able to provide an, an industry-specific solutions. And this is, you know, it's like what, what I would suggest anybody that's listening to um, is to focus on. Be the best in what you think is your core competen uh, competency be loud, <laughs> scream it out. <laughs> people will, pe people will, will, will recognize you. And especially people, when they, they look at you specifically and they see what you're able to do, they will recognize it and they will really appreciate that. And I think, you know, it's like, that is kind of what I'd like to say, you know, it's like, it's, there's no need to, to compete against a Stripe if you're a startup. You know, it's like, go in specific industries where you have a lot of knowledge, earn market knowledge, specific details about that and build the best product out there and it will come well method we've come to the end of the podcast unfortunately um it's been a lovely conversation to have with you today um and i think a lot of our listeners will have enjoyed having the time to listen to um us talking about customer experience um and security so um thank you so much well, thank you very much, Charlotte, to have me. It's like, you know, I really appreciate, you know, it's like uh, uh, the time. It was great talking to you. I think, you know, it's like I told you, it's like we could have chatted forever. So, uh, but um, once again, thank you, you know, it's like to, to give him the opportunity. Um, and uh, well, maybe I can say, you know, it's like, please check out simplepin.com uh, or banksend.com um, and, uh, and see what we're doing there. But thank you very much once again, you know, it's like all the best. And uh, well, till the next time. Thank you.